Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. My name is Chris. Hey Chris, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Let me get the uh, business out of the way and we'll be right back into the show. Alright, I'll I'll wait here. Alright. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com, home of every episode of Rock Strikes 10. And also for those of you subscribing, leaving a star rating and a review on iTunes and never missing one single episode as it happens, thank you very much everybody, especially who does that. All right. Yay. One take. That was good. (laughs) Thanks. Well, you bring out the best of me, Chris. All right. So this is uh, absolutely a massively bittersweet thing for me to do, but uh, Chris has a major announcement to make, so I'm going to go ahead and put it right to you, Chris. Tell... uh, all of the uh, 12 loyal listeners of Rock Strikes 10, <laughs> exactly what is going on and why you're back so soon. Uh, well, I'm doing something that I've wanted to do for most of my life, and I'm, well, a few things, actually. One, I'm finishing my degree. All right. And two, I'm doing it in a place that isn't here. I'm going to Japan for uh, a while, so, From yeah. Texas to Tokyo, right? Yeah. <laughs> to finish yeah so it's gonna be i mean i'll probably be back in like summers and stuff sure um yeah it's gonna be about two years probably yeah as long as i've known chris i know you've been really fascinated by the japanese culture almost everything about it yeah from the uh, just culture itself to the popular culture yeah for sure and like we did the j-rock strikes 10 a year or so ago year and a half whatever that was yeah and uh yeah it's always been a part of my life and i've always wanted to go so i'm gonna do it no time like the present, I suppose. Yeah, and I'm, I mean this all as sincere as possible. I'm super happy for you. I'm super excited. Yeah. As sad as I am, as sad as we are here right. on CNJ Radio to not lose you, but yeah. you know, you're know you going off the grid, but I know you're just a Skype call away, but my, my, it's, yeah, it's going to be different. <laughs> my voice will still be around. The, yeah. We're, pe- people listening won't know any difference because I'll still be around my voice, you know. But, sure. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do some Skype shows in the future, yeah. but um, let, I was just say, let's go out with a bang here as far as eye to eye, one on one, anytime that we would possibly want to do this. And you know me, I'm big into years. I spent the last, gosh, like three or four years really finalizing some iTunes library list. I became mm. obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm really into the whole year thing, and we have yet to do Chris's birth year on the show. And of course, I was originally planning on doing this on your birthday because right. we, we were struggling at some point to like, okay, what are we going to do now on your birthday? We've done your desert island. Yeah. We did the J Rock thing, and uh, Chris was born from in 1980. And so I came up with this ridiculous idea that I actually, honestly, didn't think he'd go for because it's a lot to ask. <laughs> and uh, Chris recently took a day trip. Uh, to get your visa, right? Yeah, I had to because we live in the the Dallas area, and yeah. you can only get the visas in like one place. There's like in the Texas area, so I had to go to Houston. Yeah. So yeah, it was about eight out five hundred and fifty something miles in a day. So so I basically started making this playlist of 
you know, not so much my favorite songs or artists, although that does usually include that, but just some of my all-time favorite songs from, you know, one from each artist from the year 1980. Mm -hmm. This list kept growing and growing, kind of like Katamari or whatever. (laughs) It it wasn't supposed to be as many songs as you gave me, but you were like, I can't decide, so here, just have all of this. Yeah, I cut it down from 100. Down oh. to down to eighty, but that that makes sense. You know how ESPN's uh, doing thirty for thirty now. Right. Well, Chris, for the next eight episodes, you're gonna be on here. And I didn't. I was just like, wow, are you actually willing to do this? Can you make it to eighty? Can you no. listen to eighty songs and put them on a list from eighty to number one? And he actually ranked them in order from his first pass at it. Not his first eh, listen. Pretty pretty much, yeah. Mostly a first pass, yeah. right? He took this on a trip and he ranked them. Almost pretty solely based on that, right? Yeah, because I was the, the the like my methodology was not very high tech. I had a notebook in the passenger seat. Uh, you had four discs that you made for me, so it kind of you sectioned them out, so it was compartmentalized, so it was like little chunks that I could just take. So I ranked twenty. I ranked the next disc twenty. Ranked the next disc twenty, and the last one. And then when I got home, I put those lists together, and this is what you get. Yeah, you did that within a basically a twelve hour span, which is awesome. Yeah, it was, I did it in a day. The day I took because I did it all the all the discs in the car, got home, put it into my iTunes, and then shuffled them and not shuffled them, but put them in the in the order I wanted, and that was it. I was done by that night. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, like every song on here, I think is awesome, and you're gonna hear. Yeah. Ju- I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's why I put them on there. I, yeah. I didn't. I cut out like some of the half stiffs that I was right. like, ah. So, in Chris's opinion, and having to pick from a massive variety of genres, yeah. styles, whatever you want to call it, this is 1980, sir. This is the land of still disco, still yeah. punk rock in its infancy, yeah. still heavy metal in its infancy, and just general pop. Right. And I think <laughs> you can see like the way I, the way it came out for me, because this is not an objective look at these songs this is entirely subjective this is my list based on my reactions to these songs yes so in if we'll if, give your twitter out at the end of yeah, the episode each episode for if, sure if yeah. we have any disagreements over where the, the song should be placed i'm like well i yeah. like it or i don't like it so tough this is my list yeah so oh man i, I can't wait i did not look at your list you yeah. sent me a google doc and i was like i i will i will hear it on the show so i'm excited i'm sure at this point if you're listening, you got to be as excited as I am to find out. So, I, I'm guaranteed non-suckage pretty much 80 to 1, in my opinion. But Chris, yeah. in, a, in a sense, your least favorite song of all 80 <laughs> songs. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, want your, I want your total, like, just, you know, opinion. Sure. As harsh as it could be. This song is number 80. Is it anything you enjoyed at all, and what is it? I'm, I'm excited. Is, Tell me. Well, I'll go ahead and qualify this entire list by saying, yes, I do like all of these songs. Okay. I am not sorry that I listened to all of them, although I probably won't go back and listen to some of these ever again unless it pops up on a shuffle on my uh, 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 iPod or whatever. Okay. But the 80th song, my least favorite song of the year 1980, will that you have whittled down to 80 is Time from the Alan Parsons Project. Wow. Wow. And I I love that song. It's good. It's fine. (laughs) I'm not not bashing you. Yeah. Is is it because it is super depressing? (laughs) Uh, No, because I like depressing. Okay. um, I don't know. It just didn't... There was nothing 
to it for me, I guess. It was just okay. kind of, it was, like I said, I like it. Yeah. I like it. But it was kind of vanilla-ish, I guess, to me. It gotcha. was just kind of, there was nothing, there was no hook, there was no grab. It didn't grab me, you know? Okay. I'll put myself out there even more than you. I gotta, I gotta do this. Uh, I've been at the lowest point in my life at one point listening to time in the car and damn near having to pull over and get really emotional. Wow. (laughs) All right. We'll see. And it has something, there's connections that you make to it. And there's a lot of songs on this list as we get higher that I have personal connections with that other people may not have. So you're like, why did you put that there? And, you know, I may may explain some of them, some of them I may not. And that was down to the wire. And I did it as a matter of having more variety in this countdown because I almost, I was between this and Games People Play by the same band, which is a completely up-tempo, very 80s-sounding song. Right. So curious as to where Alan Parsons would have wound up then at that point. But like I said, song for song. Yeah. And that's where it lies. So I know uh, a decent amount of you out there have heard this song. It's always not the go-to song for most 80s compilations, because that would definitely be for Eye in the Sky, or like Don't Answer Me, or something like that. But yeah, like Yacht Rock, if you will. Some people don't like that term, but (laughs) Alan Parsons Project, especially in the 80s, is one of the kings of that. So kicking off the 1980 countdown on a wistful note. Yes. This is Time by the Alan Parsons Project. WNBC.
Right, there you go. Don't you feel better or probably uh, a little bit more sad now? That was Time by the Alan Parsons Project. I didn't really think it was sad. I mean, it's just it's it was calming to me, I oh, guess. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah calming is that see yeah. different journeys. Yeah. Uh, Eric Wolf's in there on lead vocals. There were many different lead vocalists for Alan Parsons Project because Alan Parsons is a band leader and not a singer. Right. He's so also there. a project. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Would that make him a project manager, I guess? If he's yeah, a band I guess so, yeah. yeah. Put that on his resume. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good one nowadays, yeah. especially, yeah. <laughs> I wish he would come here because he still plays shows, and, like, I see, like, I follow him on the social media, and he always posts yeah. set lists. I'm like, he plays the best of the best of his catalog really? at this point, so I'd, I wish he would come to town. Yeah. But that all being said, Chris... Uh, a number I like a lot because we're a year yeah. apart from each other. But yeah. seventy nine. What's seventy nine tonight, Chris? Seventy nine. I don't. It may not come as a surprise because you know what you put on this playlist, sort of. Sort of. I, I've sort almost of. forgot at this point. But <laughs> it's from someone who I can't say that I've ever gone out of my way to listen to, um, except for one thing. She was in a movie that I really love, and so I'll listen to that all the time. But this is Olivia Newton-John with Magic. Oh, man. And this is not a song that I would go back to listen oh. to, like, ever, really. Oh, man. I'm putting my dukes up, man. I love Magic. But That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I am like, entitled to my opinion. It's my list. Yeah. I- I'm probably playing this, um, um, uh, you know, on, on, a, on a podcast that's not mine later on. <laughs> it's one of those songs that people would not get from me that I would love this song yeah. but I, I do and, and maybe song. that's from the initial resistance of when I was a little little thing yeah. like two or three years old and my earliest memories of music and my sister used to play that damn Xanadu soundtrack yeah. all day but then years later I hear this song and for some reason I was like yeah I dig that and I like the weird minor chords that go with it and... see that's one thing that I did like about it when I was listening to it the, but uh, it just I don't know I'm not going to listen to it again for oh that's a neat minor chord you know yeah I will I will defend the rest of uh, most of Xanadu in the way of there's some good ELO written stuff on there yeah so have you seen that movie by the way no I haven't seen that <sighs> you've got to see the movie I do want to see it it's ridiculous it's like this uh, you know coming out of the 70s basically yeah. and we're all like whoa what are we doing here yeah. and it's it's a sci-fi roller disco uh, musical. Yeah, yeah, I've seen they actually like Xanadu toured here, like in the Dallas mu- summer musicals or whatever. <laughs> I really wanted to go see it, and then <laughs> you I, I didn't that. make it. Okay, I, I can see the casting call for yeah. that. Like, needs to know how to sing, dance, 
and on roller skates. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, well, let's not waste time here. This is Olivia Newton-John making her debut on Rock Strikes 10 <laughs> for damn sure. And this is Magic.
right, there you go. Bringing your dreams to life here on Rock Strikes 10. That was magic by <laughs> Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Once again, making its debut on Rock Strikes yeah. 10. I'm not, this is not a roast of you, Chris. You seem, oh, seem like you're getting a little defensive. No, it's choices. good. The, the banter's good. I know. Yeah. So. But, I mean, the new, oh, the movie I was mentioning beforehand, it's Grease. I love Grease. I oh, watch yeah. it all the time. So, that's what I was referencing. See, I knew that. That's why, that's why I didn't even, like, say, well, what movie is that, Chris? Because yeah. I... I know that you even learned how to play some of the Grease songs on bass. Yeah. That's the memory I have of it. Yeah, I do. It was one of those movies when uh, we worked in a couple of different video stores together yeah. uh, during our high school years, which back when video stores were a thing, and right. we could work in like the, the independent ones, especially. Right. Yeah. And yeah, video stores with VHS, not yes. DVD. Yeah, yeah, we worked in VHS stores. Yeah, yeah. Like DVD. I didn't work in the DVD era at all. Yeah, I like, didn't either. I literally stopped working at the beginning of 98 in yeah. video stores, and DVD didn't come along until later in 98, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, you, when you put, if you worked in a place where you could put on, quote-unquote, what you wanted to, yeah. you had to do it, obviously, within reason. Right. Um, so, Grease was just one of those movies that, if you were working with a couple of different people, you could almost pretty much agree on it. There was not... there was one girl at one store that we went to that she played Grease every single time she worked. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of rubbed off on you a little yeah, bit, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And I, I knew it. My, my mom loves it. My sister loved it. Sure. So I already knew... <laughs> Of it, if so. you if you live if you have a female in your mm-hmm. in your clan, then you yeah. you've heard you've you've seen Greece twelve times minimum yeah. in so your I life. Yeah. So yeah, all right. But let's move on here. <laughs> number seventy eight, Chris, in nineteen eighty. All right, number seventy eight is Ah Leah by Donny Iris. Ah Donny, yeah. yes, it's a fu- it's okay. Yeah. Did you recognize that as an old bumper from the Russ Martin show, by the way? Was it? Yeah. Oh, that was oh. a, that was one of those go-tos that <laughs> hmm. back in the prime of the Russ Martin yeah. show days. That's a Dallas Fort Worth reference, but hmm. I remember it used to be always Alia and Hot Girls in Love, of yeah, course, was a big one. one. Yeah. And Amazing Grace by the Dropkick Murphys and oh, you yeah. know, some stuff like Yeah, just yeah. I did some of those things that if you have a radio show that you were loyal to you remember those songs from that, but yeah. that's one of the main reasons I put on there to see if you'd catch it. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, it's it's one of those songs that uh, you know Donnie, like when he was out, people that know him then, but he hasn't really lasted into like generations and generations on. This song is going to be the one that lasts yeah. if it does. But yeah, it doesn't seem like it has as much crossover nowadays. Yeah. And uh, the first time I really ever heard it was on the Rhino Like Oh My God totally 80s box set oh yeah so i was like oh, okay i'll put it on here yeah. i didn't expect it to rank terribly high yeah but uh also i just wanted to shout out to ken mills because he actually had a, a personal meeting with donny iris one time oh really <laughs> so <laughs> but uh, yeah it's an enjoyable enough song yeah i think it's because especially donny came along at a time where you have guys like marshall crenshaw and elvis costello who were out there doing the same kind of music right and you know kind of doing it a little better yeah <laughs> but I, I have no issues with donnie i played a really crazy song of his uh on my show last year because remember that whole like uh, 20 like uh, whatever 21 shows in 21 mm. days where yeah. it was all kiss song titles yeah he actually had a song called she's so european oh mm. <laughs> it's like who else would have done yeah, that right. i can't <laughs> believe that someone else had a song called she's so european but yeah go back and listen to that but here you go Easily the biggest hit for Donny Iris. And if you were alive in 1980, especially in junior high or high school, you know this song. But maybe this is the first time you've heard it. Let me know. This is Ah Leah.
All right, there you go. Yeah, we're really WNBC in 1980. Mm-hmm. That was Donnie Iris with Ah Leah, his sole American hit, from what I understand. Yeah. So if I'm wrong, send me an email. I'll correct it. Yeah. yeah. If anybody, if anybody knows that he had a, another hit in America, it's going to be BJ. So All what's right. up, BJ? I hope <laughs> you're listening. Number seventy-seven, Chris. Seventy-seven. Uh, another one. I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's fine. It does. It's. I don't know. There's just nothing that. There's. Well, I guess probably the first couple episodes. I'm going to be kind of repetitive and saying, yeah, it's good. Sorry. Nothing really grabbed me. I mean, it's it's a good song. A million miles away by Stiv Baders. All right. Um, I didn't really know of Stiv, and the song was was all right. Yeah, and I, I I have to say this. I'm not saying this to make you feel bad, but I'm a, I'm a big Stiv Bader's fan. Yeah. And I didn't really know what to put on this list to make, uh, you know, I, I just, it was between, there, there's so many songs on the album that came out this year, I feel like maybe I wronged you and something that would grab you. Like, if mm. I had put something else on here, maybe you would like it more. But yeah. I gotta say, the the Disconnected album by Stiv Baders is slowly becoming one of my favorite albums of all time. And it's one of those albums where, for those of you out there, if you're listening, especially if you're younger, and I hope maybe I have some younger listeners, because that would be nice, you know, mm. get them into some music that I, I feel is worth listening to. Right. It's one of those albums I wish somebody had given me this album when I was going to high school. Right. It it has it's I almost call it like a punk rock Springsteen type album like it's definitely punk rock and showing like signs of new wave but Stiv is a is a punk rock guy he was in the Dead Boys hmm. and after he did it the solo album he was in a band called Lords of the New Church another one of my all time favorite yeah, bands yeah. he I, I feel like he was just such a great songwriter kind of a Johnny Thunders obviously in a certain sense yeah uh, but. This album is it's it and disconnected. It, it kind of is what it says. It's a little all over the place. Yeah. So one song may grab you, one song may not. But I feel like as a as an album, it really does work for me. So cool. I gotta say, go pick up this record. Uh, but here is a song off of this album. It's like a little bit in the middle of the album. Mm-hmm. But uh, here you go, million miles away. <laughs>
All right, there you go. Some Stiv Baders, the late great Stiv Baders, with a million miles away from the disconnected record. Go get that record. And uh, yeah, let's let's move on. We're I feel like I'm yapping too much. So no, I honestly like a lot of these towards the from the '80s to into the '60s or '70s into the '60s, and yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say because I don't really know much about. Uh, the songs and I, I like them all right. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> uh, and this next one I like all right. It's, okay. Uh, I like the groove, but it just it didn't it doesn't feel like the the song as a whole to me. I didn't really get much from it, and it's stomped by the Brothers Johnson. Ah, the Brothers Johnson. So I yes. like. I mean, I like the groove a lot. But yeah. It's just it just kind of it doesn't feel special like it's it sounds kind of generic, I guess, to me. Yeah, and this was their this was their hit single of the year. They've They've got better stuff out there for yeah. sure. Like especially if you're since you're a bass guy. Yeah. Like uh, Louis Johnson actually, and I'll be talking about him on a future episode. Louis Johnson just died uh, a little bit ago here. One of the best bass players you'll ever hear. I mean, he's like a like a Bootsy Collins type, real funky. Yeah. And can move around that neck like nobody's business. I mean, right. the guy played bass on freaking Thriller. <laughs> so yeah. the guy's the, the man. Yeah, Brothers Johnson, a great act. Not this is not one of their best singles, yeah. so I can totally understand the positioning on here. And that's kind of one of the things I thought of when I was listening to this is that I know this person ha- or this band or whatever yeah. has better stuff that yeah. isn't represented from maybe this year. Yeah, you know? like Thunder mm-hmm. Thumbs and and the, their cover of Sugar Yotus's Strawberry Letter Twenty Three, which is a huge thing, you know, just now, just in pop culture, just yeah. due to. The use in uh, a couple of Tarantino movies. Yeah. And uh, fun fact about Stomp, though, I will tell you mm-hmm. after the song. Right. So here you go from 1980, of course, 1980, The Brothers Johnson and Stomp. This is the single version, by the way, because it's the only version I have. Confession time. Here you go. <laughs> Thank you. 
Stomp by the Brothers Johnson. Rest in peace, Louis Johnson. We'll we'll talk about you in depth on a future episode. But uh, Chris, you, uh, I credit you 100% with getting me into now one of my favorite all-time series from the UK, Red Dwarf. <laughs> this song is one of the few licensed songs that actually got used in the Red Dwarf series. Was it? And the reason that was a little surprising to you, yeah. it's because it was in season eight. Oh, <laughs> so, okay, yeah. I've seen season eight. Sure. Not that often. Yeah, it's not the best season, but it's fun enough. One of the more ridiculous episodes, and uh, they're in a uh, space prison, and they play longest yard style. They play a basketball game against the prison guards, and this is the song they use in that scene. Gotcha. So so there you go. Cool. (laughs) That's one of the main reasons I wanted to add it into this list. That's cool. Maybe if I had seen season eight a lot more, then this probably would have ranked higher on the list. Yeah, that's why I was curious. That's yeah. why I, I. That's why I do these things. I was some nuggets and, yeah. and Easter eggs that I put on here. Yeah. So, what we got next, Chris? Um, another song that I really like the groove, and this this song was actually placed a lot higher, probably like fifteen points or so higher. But stuff kept bumping it down. Yeah, stuff kept bumping it down. Well, as I was listening to it, I kind of by like when I first heard it, I was like, "That's up here." And then by the time I got to the end of the song, I was like, eh, maybe not, I'll move it down here. Huh. Just because it doesn't go anywhere. Like, okay. it's really awesome, but it doesn't go anywhere. Is this a dance song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that yeah. Was, that's a that's a disco thing, yeah. man. More bounce to the ounce. Ah. Zap and Roger. Yeah. You know, we're, like, our, like our generation, I suppose, has a, a pretty good reference to this song as well, yeah. due to its usage in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Right. Uh, perfect for a game like that, especially especially yeah. the extended versions that tend to go on for sure. about three extra minutes than it really needs to. Yeah, which is why there's single versions out there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I love Roger Troutman, rest in peace. Uh, and he made some stuff. Yeah, I his stuff is really fun on the onset, but yeah, that second half he could lose you because yeah. it just kind of goes on. Yeah, you know, on part one, part two, that kind of stuff. Right. You know, so yeah, I totally get that. So no argument here. <laughs> As fun as it may be, yeah. yeah, it's like one of those things. Like if it came on serious, also, I'd be like, okay, well, what else is on? I've heard three right. minutes of this, and I've done that a lot when it comes on shuffle. So, yeah. no argument with no disrespect at the same time. True. So there you go. But uh, it's a, it's a fun tune that I don't mind playing on the show, which is the only reason. Once again, why I even put on the list yeah, exactly. to potentially play it on the show. So there you go. This is Zap with more bounce to the ounce. Yeah. 
There you go. And I was just telling Chris off the air while that was playing another reason uh, why I didn't put the brakes by Curtis Blow on the list. That's either 1980 or 81. I'm actually not sure at this point. But yeah. There you go. Roger Troutman and Zap. More bounce to the ounce. Chris, what have you got next? Uh, another dance song, sort of. Um, it's actually Dance, Part 1 by the Rolling Stones. Ah, yes. Yeah. I, I really like this song, and there's something I've always wanted to do with it. I think... I'm not going to give the idea out on the air here, honestly. Okay. But there is a song that's a little more, or actually a lot more recent than this, yeah. that I've always wanted to mash up with it. And A Rolling I'm, Stone song or something Yeah. Uh, no, not another Rolling Stone song, but another song entirely. Okay. And I feel like, I, I, I'm going to do that at some point. If I ever do a mashup episode, I might independently produce a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so this, this song will be a part of that, if I can actually get that one off the ground. So yeah. there's, there's a little tease for you to stay tuned for a potential thing that might happen yeah. sometime yeah totally <laughs> but i know this is the kickoff song off of uh, one of the more polarizing rolling stones albums of all oh, yeah. time emotional rescue mm. so i didn't put emotional rescue on there i have a feeling that actually might have been your dead last song <laughs> i, if I yeah, put it on there. you yeah. know emotional rescue right? yeah and we've talked before i'm not that big of a rolling stones fan yeah, i respect them but i don't know that's this fine. this felt repetitive i like I heard like "Sympathy for the Devil" on the radio the other day. Yeah, I was listening to it, and it's like this is the same thing for like yeah. four minutes. It like, goes on for a bit. It's one of those "Sympathy for the Devil," and I like "Sympathy for the Devil," but it's yeah. one of those songs where I I got a feeling if you were around for it, yeah. like wow, this is really innovative, yeah. and revolutionary. Yeah. And it definitely was yeah. at the time. They spent a long time on this song. That, sure. that was kind of their good vibrations, where it took right. like months to do it. Yeah. But yeah, like you hear it now, and it's like, oh, it's woohoo for a good three minutes <laughs> of bongos. Time, yeah, yeah, so, and even live, it, it kind of dragged yeah. out for me a little bit live when I saw them. But. And, and dance felt kind of similar. Like it yeah. was just you know, yeah, a I'm song sorry. that was obviously strictly made for the clubs. I mean, this yeah. is a point where Mick and Keith had definitely broken off and gone to different forks in the road as far as lifestyles. Mick's hanging out at Studio Fifty Four, right. I want to hear myself in Studio Fifty Four. Yeah, so let's make a record like this. Uh, you that know, sense, and, yeah. and I think with Miss You, I actually think that they really hit a home run and dance kind of, it does kind of feel like a poor man's sequel. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it's not atrocious, which is why I chose it to even be a part of this list at all. Right. But yeah, I didn't have high hopes for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but here you go. From Emotional Rescue, this is Dance Part One.
Alright, there you go. That was Dance Part 1 by the Rolling Stones. And, uh, yeah. Hope you, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I don't know. Can you guess the song I'm thinking of for that future mashup? Send me an email. Let me know if, if, uh, if you have it. Well, you're not going to tell them if they're right anyway, because you just said you're I'll, not going to say it over the air. I'll tell them if they're right, if they can right. keep a secret. So that's a PM conversation. <laughs> all right. Yes, all right. So moving on, Chris, what 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 number are we up to now? 73. Because I need to make sure we don't go over 10. Cause... Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah. I got it in my head. All right, thank you. And 73. on this paper I have in front of me. All right. Uh, 73 is... Um, uh, 73 is the first of, I, th- I guess, like, heavy... I guess this is metal, yeah. Okay. Killing Joke with the weight. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's down there. Just because I thought it was... Yeah, it was fine. I, I'm not going to go back and listen to it. Okay. And there's better metal on this list. Like, okay. way better. Well, like, all the other metal is better than this. I, I feel like this is another one, like the Stiv Bader's entrant, where yeah. I need to put the full record of this in your hand and yeah. see what you think of it I've, at this I've point. heard some Killing Joke before, and I do like them. Yeah. But, yeah. And uh, I'm sure most of you out there are aware that this is an original that a lot of us for a long time maybe not have realized that uh, Metallica actually covered this song on Garage Days Re-Revisited mm-hmm. back in 1987. And it probably took years for most of us to hear the original. I know it did for me. Yeah. So I put it on this list uh, solely for that reason and a nice little gimme here because, honestly, I could have picked anything off this record. I think it's a cool album. Yeah. So here you go. Not the first time I've played an original of a song Metallica has covered. So here's yet and, another one. And not the last in this countdown, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, good tease. Yeah. All right. Killing Joke with The Weight. Yes, I'm a singer.
right. There you go, Killing Joke with the weight. And like I said, that self-titled 1980 record, definitely worth checking out. I feel like Killing Joke is most known for the song 80s, which is, mm. uh, I think, way more different than the stuff that they were putting out like just a couple of years prior to that, which yeah. you, you heard right there. So yeah. interesting stuff. Interesting band. They uh, When they did a comeback album a few years ago, not a few years ago, let's say over 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and Dave Grohl plays drums on it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so... Yeah, what hasn't he played on, right? Yeah. So, there you go. A little killing joke for you. Go pick up that self-titled record. Let me know what you think out there. We're moving on to number 72, if I'm not mistaken, Chris. You are correct. What we got? And we just keep switching gears on this, which happens a lot in this list, because you put some pretty pretty eclectic stuff on here, and they kind of there's not a whole lot of blocks of stuff. Sure. That's like the reason I did it. Yeah. I'm sick of the Fallen episodes being the most uh, yeah. varied in style. Right. <laughs> I resent that now at this point, but... What do we got? So this is Peter Gabriel with Games Without Frontiers. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I like it. It's good. I like the the chorus, I guess, but it's it's not one of my favorites. Yeah, and, and Peter is another one of those album guys. Very atmospheric yeah. type stuff. Yeah, uh, you that's, know, with, that's with what I was flow. looking for. It was, it was more atmospheric than every, anything else. Yeah, So and definitely one of the more standout singles of his catalog. Yeah. And it's one of those instances, and this sounds really bad when I say this, but like... Peter Gabriel is a lot like Bruce Springsteen for me right now, and that, I mean, no offense to any fans of, of those guys when I say this, but the older I get, the more I like them. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know how they would feel about that, right? but it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I'll correct myself if I'm wrong, but yeah. I believe this is a Bob Ezrin produced track, hmm. and I believe this is his third solo album. A melt, if I'm not mistaken, is the AKA of it because he never titled his albums really. No, oh, really. So it was kind of it's kind of like the Black Album. Yeah. It just it's called that by default right. because it has a melty looking cover, and that's why it's called that. Right. It should have been called Melty. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Way better. Yes. So the Melty Man cometh. Yes. Ew. All right. <laughs> this is Peter Gabriel with Games Without Frontiers. Without tears, war without tears, games without frontiers, 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 war without tears, games without frontiers
Cheyenne Kings is blue. They all have hills to fly them on, except for Lin Taiyu. Dressing up in costumes, playing silly games, hiding out in treetops, shouting out rude names. Peter Gabriel for you there with Games Without Frontiers. Hope you enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, I think it's a good record of his to pick up. It's one of his better solo albums. Yeah. So I always, I would definitely say go in order because those initial albums that Bob Ezrin produced, uh, of course, with our, our good, dear, departed friend Dick Wagner on the guitar on some of those early albums. So go right. check them out. All right, let's keep let's keep going. We're 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 actually going to record multiple parts per sit down. So yeah, I hope we're not like just rolling through them too fast. But I do like talking about this stuff. What we got here? Yeah, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about once once I start making connections with the songs as we get further into the list. Sure. I think we'll have a little more to talk about because a lot of these, honestly, like I don't have a lot of connections to. Yeah, I may have heard of, I may not have. So sure. and feel free to play along at home if you want to rank these. In your top 80, or yeah. top 10 at the very least. Sure. I'd love to see those by the time we finish all of these. Yeah. So, yeah, hit a, hit us up. So this is the last song of the first episode, which is the 71st ranking on the list. Right. Is Wasted by Def Leppard. Ah, yes. From their debut album. They were, I think the average age of the band was like 16 or 17. Was it? Yeah, I mean, like they had barely been shaving at this uh. point. Uh, but, yeah, and... and Easily the heaviest album they've ever done yeah. too. Was that surprising to you? I yeah, heard a kinda. lot of the early stuff by yeah, because it didn't really sound as much like them as like what I'm used to. Yeah. Know? So was the song a little one dimensional? Because I know the riff is amazing. Yeah, but... that's what it was, and that's kind of my gripe with not gripe, but the thing that I thought about when I when how they ended up in this list at the bottom was yeah a lot of these were kind of one-dimensional to me i understand that because and i i don't feel they had perfected their songwriting craft at this point yeah i mean i think really improving by leaps and bounds by high and dry their second album all the way up to hysteria yeah you know high and dry pyromania hysteria is definitely their peak uh this one it's it's almost there it's not quite there but 
I like the first album, especially for all its heaviness. It's almost a novelty, yeah. as 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 poppy as they got, and I'm not right. beating them up for that. No, yeah. but if you listen to, like their first album and listen to like the album X or even their last one, it's it's just night and day. Like really? it's it's almost like a first Sugar Ray album versus last <laughs> Sugar Ray album. Right. I mean, it's that far gone. Is it? Oh yeah. So anyway, all that being said. Always have time for Def Leppard on this show. They're a perennial favorite. So, and a good way to close off the show. So, yeah. I thank you for putting uh, us off on a high note, Chris. Sure. In more ways than one, I guess. If you're wasted, it is a high note. So, yes, a high comedy there. <laughs> so, closing off. Part I was w- stifling my laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You showed massive restraint. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> closing off part one, 80 through 71 episode of the 80 from 80. This is Def Leppard from On Through the Night with wasted
right, there you go. Closing off the show for part one of the 80 from 80. That was Def Leppard with Wasted and a two-armed Rick Allen. Hmm. And uh, don't worry, he's, he's got a good sense of humor about it at this point. I don't think you're going to offend him. <laughs> no. Do, do you, you should follow Rick Allen on like Facebook sure. or stuff like that. Yeah. Like He posts really fun pictures on the road. You know, a lot, a lot of Def Leppard is very good on social media. That's cool. And he... You know, like, what do you call them? Uh, not emotic. Uh, I guess emoticons, you know, where you the make emojis? It. No, uh, I think it's emoticons is what I'm trying to say. Because, yeah. you know, when you take, like, things you can actually type right. without making a picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He does this one where he's got a one-armed guy waving nice. sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's one of his sign-offs. Nice. So, <laughs> he totally... That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, there you go. And, uh... I'm, I always wonder why there's not a deluxe of On Through the Night, because they, uh, they put out an EP prior to being signed, and that's never been officially released. Oh, really? I, I have a bootleg of it on CD, and there was at least a couple of more singles that weren't even on that. So uh, they've got deluxe editions out of a lot of their albums, and I just wonder where the On Through the Night one is. Where is the High and Dry one? I don't know. Why, why do I have to yell about these things, Chris? I don't know. Why can't they just be there for me to buy? Because <laughs> we preach buying here on the show. Buy all your stuff. If you liked what you heard on the show, go sure. buy it either off of iTunes, Amazon, or physically at your local record store who would really appreciate it. Go do yeah. all those things. Yeah, and like you said, a lot of these songs may not be representative of like the album as a whole, like the, the Stiv Baders. Like, I'm kind of interested to listen to that whole record, you know? Yeah. And whereas I put it pretty low on my list, but... Yeah. I'm, I'm going to send you home with Stiv Baders, Disconnected, and the first Killing Joke. Sure. And uh, we can get a, a follow-up, maybe, <laughs> on a future one of these parts. How about yeah, that? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, We'll see. If, you, <laughs> if you'd like. <laughs> or you can just play along at home once again as well. Yeah. So I want to thank everybody for listening to Rock Strikes 10. Uh, hopefully you do every week. If this is your first episode, hope you stay subscribed. Send me a message. Let me know. Chris, do you want to plug your Twitter or anything? Uh, um, you want you want to? Uh, obviously, we're not opening up hate debate, but uh, yeah, you know. sure. I'm high spot underscore four three seven on Twitter. Um, yeah, and I got all my junk linked from there, so you can you can find me there. Yeah, and you can follow Chris on his uh, ventures through uh, the you know the Far East there. So. <laughs> yes, I do plan to do a lot of stuff over there, and like Joey said, we're gonna have like radio stuff, and I'm planning to do like blog stuff and all sorts of stuff. So yeah. my presence online will probably be greater than it is like than it has been for me here. So. Yes. All right. Follow Chris on Twitter. Tell him Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Tell him what a great job he does as being the C and C and J. Yeah, just praise me. Don't say anything else. Just yeah. praise me. That's yeah. it. That's all I want. That's what anybody on Twitter wants. <laughs> you know, except for uh, you know social uh, political science commentators, right. I suppose. But anyway, <laughs> but we're not doing that. So anyway, thanks a lot for joining us, everybody. Go to rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com for the full archives and the links to my Facebook and Twitter and all that jazz. And yeah, oh yeah, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the right. outro song. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you until part two. We're going to do 70 through 61. Yes. Correct. So until then, have fun. Bye. <laughs>